like twin sons on a womp rat's tail? Welcome back to the Tumblr Saver Podcast, everybody, and happy Merry 2022. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, one and all. Guys, 2022. I mean, this is going to be one of the biggest years for Star Wars ever. Ever. Think about it. Like, sure, what, we got Kenobi, Andor. Season 2 of Bad Batch, probably. Bad Batch. And we're in the middle Mando. of Book of Boba Fett. I don't think we'll see... Uh, Mando, maybe Christmas. Celebration might happen. <laughs> will hopefully happen this year. Fingers crossed. It's a huge year for Star Wars. And man, I can't wait to get into it. It's already it's it's already underway. We're we're kind of late here getting back, but you know we uh, we gifted ourselves a couple weeks off over the holidays, um, and we need to get back back at it here. We need to catch up and see what we've been up to. Carlos, my man, it's been a while. How you been? Yeah, man. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy uh, stinking New Year. Same old, same old. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. There was a couple of weeks where we had like some scheduling uh, conflicts and. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, it was all uh, it was all good. I listened to the show. It was nice. It was nice to get a couple of book pods in there. And uh, I think there was one episode where uh, where Rick jumped in, which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. There was, and then uh, there was uh, yeah, one of the, one of the book pods we brought Rick in, and that was it's always great. I love talking to Rick. I love talking to anybody about Star Wars, but uh, Rick's Rick's always fun to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then there was that that downer of an episode where it was just you and Corey. Oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> uh, I'm teasing, man. I'm teasing. It was great. Uh, I'm just, I'm happy to be back. And um, yeah, upward and onward, as they say, has kind of been the the motto of humanity for the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hit the wall, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was running on adrenaline for for two years, and it it just kicked my ass. So, it is it's, what it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's exhausting. It's 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 enough now. Yeah, <laughs> I've had enough. I was, you know, happy to kind of play along for the for for a couple of years, and now it just feels like all that is just gone. And yeah, here we go again. <laughs> but hey, whatever. Star Wars is here to lift us up, and Corey. Maybe maybe you can lift us up here. What's going on? Give us some uh, some some of the tales from Cory World that might uh, add some color to this. Uh, you know, just keeping it real over here. We're, we're back to the purge. I don't know if anyone else knows that out there, but yeah, we're back to the purge out here in Quebec. Good old mean? Quebec. What? Oh, with the curfews and that all that. Yeah, lockdown. Anyway, yeah, back to the same old, right where we started. But uh, anyway, yeah, it should be hopefully hopefully things clear out quickly this year. Like I'm anxious to get out there and do things, man. Like, like honestly, like oof, I got my birthday right around the corner. I was looking forward to that, you know. Like, I think I still might get out there and play a hockey game or something on the ice. Well, something I, like I, that. COVID or not, you're still gonna have a birthday. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get you're gonna get older. Out. No matter what you do, <laughs> no matter what COVID does, you're gonna get older, Corey. I'm gonna get nuts. I can think of it as another successful orbital rotation. Far star. It's pretty. It's a pretty big feat, to be honest. Nerd. <laughs> it's true though. Flying through space, man. It's like, woo! Hold on tight. Okay, Bezos. Hey, but it was. 
it was a great but quick holiday i guess you know it was uh it was fun man uh, the kiddos there you know i got a, my little guy's two now so it's like he was just like oh presents so yeah it's like the first the fir- their first christmas they don't know but yeah, the, by the second and third christmas it's it's wild kingdom when yeah. they know what a gift is yeah and it's like what they're all like now like, even halloween too was like so fun cool yeah um, my, my christmas was a little a little crappy there because my sister and her family my brother-in-law and, and their kids like um they got covid like a, a couple of days before Ugh. yeah so they were and it was also i also felt really crappy about it because they were uh, they were booked to go to a caribbean island on the 26th of december and that obviously they couldn't they couldn't do that so it's like it was it was a more of a somber holiday compared to last year where there was something about last year's quarantine covid lockdown that kind of felt homey there was something homey about it that i actually enjoyed last year mm, i know what you mean i agree yeah yeah and this year just yeah it felt like a really bad 80s movie well, last year you knew it was coming, right? Like you knew that it was going to be a quiet Christmas. So you you would plan and try and just tweak it so that it was the best, coziest little Christmas that you that you could have. This year you thought, well, okay, we're going to make plans. And right up through in, in, into early December even, you were making plans for like a regular Christmas. And then it all comes crashing down. And it feels like yeah. the rug was pulled out at... It's what's supposed to be the hap- happiest time of the year. Of the eleventh <laughs> hour, man. <laughs> and you just get, yeah, just you know, you're you got a beautiful fire going, and someone just comes and pees all over it, and that stinks. I mean, it it literally stinks. Shit is full. <laughs> we did watch that holiday tradition. We had to pop that in over the holidays. I watched it twice over the holidays. Oh, yeah, so good. <laughs> it never gets old. It really doesn't. I, I, I we always find something else to sort of find funny. Like this year, we were kind of just geeking out over um, the neighbors, you know, like Julia yeah. Dreyfus and her, I can't remember the other actor's name, but they've got these like shiny silver jogging suits and they go out at night. They go yeah, jogging at night in the winter with these suits. It's like, what is, what, who are these people? Yeah, funny. <laughs> no, it was good. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's always good. I own it on DVD, but like every time I see it, Somewhere it's like oh, I have to watch. Yeah, it's an absolute must. Yeah. Um. Well, you know what? Like I said, we're just talking about Book of Boba Fett today. But uh, before we get into that, I wanted to give a shout out to the Facebook Tumbling Saber group and and thank guys like Nathan and Rick and Dave and Dave and Marie, Johnny, people who just you know I I not that I've taken time away, but I've been I, not even less active. But people are just beating me to the punch of getting stuff in yeah. the group in terms of news and stuff like that. And I want to take them the baton. Yeah, yeah. And and it, it occurred to me at some point over the holidays that you know I'm really happy about this because people feel empowered uh, and comfortable enough that you know, it's 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 your group, guys. Like it, fine. I made it. I kind of set the settings in Facebook, but it's it's everybody's group, and I, I like that people feel comfort comfortable enough. Uh, to take a little bit of ownership in that and say like, no, I'm going to put stuff in here up for discussion and, and kind of lead that part of it, not wait for the admin 
uh, to pop the news thing in there. I so I want to give a thanks to everybody who keeps that that uh, that group going, and and to everybody else who's not in the group, come join it. It's and and be part of the furniture in the room, because uh yeah, it's it's a great. I'm part of the furniture. No, you're not. <laughs> I, just, you're, I sit back and relax. You're a piece of the furniture in the attic. Exactly. <laughs> I, I peek at you all through the cracks. Clark Griswold <laughs> goes up there once every seven years. And I find lost Rick. Mother's Day gifts <laughs> from 1963. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. So anyway, yeah, shout out to those groups, uh, to the people in the group who, who who do a great job of of keeping it going and keeping it a real hop in place. Um, and also just a, a programming note, I suppose. Um, I guess for the early part of 2022, and we'll see how it goes from there. Uh, we're gonna switch recording nights to Thursdays while Book of Boba Fett's happening, at least. Um, and the reason for it is just because on our typical Sunday night recordings, by the time the episode releases on Tuesday, the episode of Boba Fett that we're talking about is like six days old, probably more than that by the time some people, not everybody listens on the Tuesday, you know, so like it's, it's a week old episode and like, who wants to listen to a star Wars podcast and hear discussion of an episode that dropped a week earlier? Like, ah. Just it doesn't seem pertinent. Like it was a lot better on the Friday with the Mando. I I did enjoy the Friday release better. I won't lie about that. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice Friday night thing. Yeah, for sure. I'm not I'm not super happy about the Wednesday thing, but I understand Disney's rationale for the move. We'll adjust. That's what you know. We we can do our best to adjust and make the best of it, and we'll see how this Thursday night thing goes. And who knows? Maybe it ends up being a blessing because. I hate the Sunday thing. It's just the, <laughs> it's just it has always been sort of the best of a crappy bunch of of, of solutions. Yeah, that was like a default. It was, yeah, it's a default. It's Thursday, it's Sunday night. Like we're all home. We're all getting ready for for Monday. All right, let's do it then. And we never really gave a whole lot of attention to any other slot. So here we are trying to make the best of it on Thursday, yeah. so that we can get an episode out, uh, you know, talking about Boba Fett in a in a more timely manner. And we'll see. And then float Maybe through we'll... Friday, and then float through Friday instead of kicking off the week on a Monday. Like five percent Friday, man. Five percent Friday. That's what you give <laughs> at work on Fridays. And you know what? That now that we're going to be uh, recording, maybe that's going to be a five percent Friday for me too. Anywho, um, I, over the holidays, the most important thing that happened, of course, was I finally broke a streak. My year-long, actually fifty-four-week drought of not watching a Star Wars movie is over. It's Ooh. over. <laughs> Done. And it felt amazing to step back into the galaxy far, far away. And I watched episode one because I like to start with chapter one when I watch a, uh, read a story or get into a story. And I got to tell you, like, well, you know, for one thing, it's like Star Wars is never that far from my mind. Like we talk about it week in, week out here and in the group and in our chat and etc etc and i listen to the soundtracks non-stop it's never far away so you know i say i took a break from watching the movies but it's not like it, 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 it's yeah, it's it's like you still got far. bad batch you still got still, visions yeah it's, it's it's really you know not really taking a break from star wars it's not like i walked away from the franchise for a year i just didn't watch the movies for a year but anyway uh popping uh, phantom menace back in it it felt as fresh as the last time it felt that new to me was when I bought the VHS copy in like summer of 2000. 
mm. and watching it for the first time then. Because you know, at that point, I you know you'd go you'd gone on several months without seeing it, and it was still a brand new Star Wars movie so at that point. So it was like there was some withdrawal. And so watching it then was like, oh thank God, oh. But yeah, it was a very similar feeling this time, and and it was it was a. I loved it. I, I'd hoped to follow up with Attack of the Clones and keep it going through the week. But yeah, man, the hour through the, the sands, through the hourglass, they go quick. Just didn't get around to it. But uh, anyway, happy that the streak is over. And I, I, I'm going to keep, I'm, I will definitely get back to it. But anyway. Yeah, then you can uh, give us a new ranking. Ah, I don't, I don't want to do rankings. I don't like them. Hmm. Hmm. Rogue One's first. I, mean, I participate. I you know I, I try to crap out my rankings and whatever. Like I know that Empire Strikes Back is my favorite, and after that, they're gonna they're gonna leapfrog each other given the the day. That's what it is. I, I you know, it's I a new day, a new year, Kyle, and you're watching the franchise again from the start for the first time. <laughs> we need a ranking. Not playing no. by your rules, Corey. Meh. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> uh, Carlos, I'm interested to hear what's going on with your collection. I, I know that you've been trimming trimming the fat a lot from the collection lately. Uh, what is going on on that side of uh, what the bricks? Where's the bricks at? The bricks are gone, man. Hitting uh, the bricks. <laughs> I sold my tent to four. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's, that's 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 a shame. Yeah, well, not really. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, it's a nice one though. You know what I mean? It's yeah, those, but the, the if there were any ship, the hundred dollars profit was uh, was nicer. There you go. Uh, How much did so you get for it? Uh, Four ten. Wow. Um. So I sold that. I sold the um. The ATA, uh, ATST Raider from the Mandalorian. Um, I sold a probe droid. I sold uh, oh the um, uh, the Mando and uh, baby uh, baby Yoda brickheads. Um, I think it'd be easier just to say what I have left. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, what, what, what's left? <laughs> Uh, the only thing I have left is the promo set from uh, May the 5th this year. Uh, May the 4th, sorry. Um, it was the, 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 what's it called? The Tatooine Homestead little gift with purchase uh, set. So I sold all the other ones I had of those. Um, yeah, I sold the, the Battle of Hoth uh, 20th anniversary diorama. Uh, that one I got mad cash for that one that was that was nice um so what i have left is my well the r2 i'm keeping i'm not it was never up for sale so i'm keeping i'm, I'm getting rid of the uh, darth vader uh, helmet the scout trooper helmet and one of those dioramas that's all i have left all the uh, tie fighters are gone no, no. I mean, of the 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 closed the closed okay, collection. Okay, your sealed the, boxes. Se my sealed boxes. Yeah. I, so I have three left that uh, that I'm looking to get rid of. The R2 I'm keeping. Uh, once I build that R2, the Porg is going for sure. Um, I might as might as well just put it up on marketplace now. But uh, so the Porg is gone. 
and uh, the Paul Dameron shrine is gone. Um, so I'm going to try to sell that as a lot, like all the Lego, the Black Series, uh, and the Hasbro stuff. What about BB-8? BB-8, I'm keeping BB-8, DO, and R2-D2. I like the droids. How how much how much would a BB-8 go for? Uh, right now, I could sell the BB-8 um, completed the way it is now. I could probably get 140, 150 for it. Damn, I still have one in box, man. Or my son does. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. In, in box, you're closer to 200, actually, if I check on BrickLink. Wow. I might just yeah. sneak it out of his yeah. closet. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, so long. Corey's taking that one away. <laughs> hey, man, it's been sitting there. I think, when is it? It could be two Christmases, man. I don't even think it was from last Christmas. <clears throat> Wow. Yeah. Now, what kind of reparation are you going to do for your son here? Hmm. Because I know what you're going to do. You're going to sell it and then take the money and buy some toys or comics with it. It's very possible. What's your son going to get out of this? Uh, we'll see. A roof over his head. Food. That's nothing. Ah, yeah. Nothing, Jesus. everybody. This is this is stealing from a child <laughs> and offering nothing in return. I almost want to see if he notices, too. <laughs> Like, where's my BB? What did you do with it? I'll blame him for it. I know you, you would. Where you is would it? Too. You're not coming out of your room until you find it. Find the BB. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> That's intense, bro. Yeah, tell me about it. Next level the gaslighting. Whew. Jesus. I don't know. I'll probably talk to him about it, though. What do you want to do, bud? He'll be like, buy me Pokemon cards. That's what he'll say. You oh, think God. so? I'm not sure about that, man. I'm pretty sure that's what he'd say <laughs> right now. All righty. Uh, well, Corey, what, Carlos, was, was there anything else in your collection that uh, came in or out? Oh no, no, no. In, uh, I got a, I got a new guitar. <laughs> Nothing Star Wars. <laughs> um, I, I actually sold uh, one of those acoustic guitars that uh, that I got through you. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, no, but it's it's fine. The one that I kept, I actually put like an acoustic pickup in it, so I can actually play it live. So I trimmed one of the acoustics down, and I I got I got the my electric, which I'm really really happy with. Nice, very cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's it as far as uh, no, no, even my kids, no toys, nothing this year for them, uh, other than um, uh, a few games for the Nintendo Switch. That's about it. Cool, man. Yeah, Keep we it have to size. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Corey, your collection, your Star Wars collection, has I know that's sort of on ice right now. Somewhat. I mean, uh, not too much. I mean, I can't remember. I think I told everyone last, well, before we took a holiday, like I found Echo, which is pretty sweet in the wild. I also found Rex, but I ended up giving that to my son because I'm a good father, turd. And I don't, I don't have the Bad Batch Rex. Oh, I wanted it. It, that's rough on amazon it's going for like a hundred something bucks i was like what that's crazy amazon's so sick but stay stay away from that yeah for christmas i mean it was kind of light like i got a i got a pretty big gift i got skis and bindings which is a pretty huge gift so like i didn't get too much on the star wars front but i got a few things i got to uh, got some mandalorian socks it's pretty key with the child they're they're quite 
you know, just three pairs. So I like that quite, quite a lot. And uh, my sister-in-law got me this awesome shirt that said, it just says, I am your father. It's like black with like white felt. <laughs> and then, you know, it's like the quote, like Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader. <laughs> like in super small rating. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I like it. And oh yeah, other than that, uh, you had the the privilege, <laughs> the honor. I, I I caught Kyle. Oh, I caught it just in time. Like a local comic book shop, Kyle went took the the drive out. I hadn't been there in a, quite some time. And uh, Kyle's like, yeah, make sure you call him. Just make sure he prepares your stuff. So I called him like quite, relatively early. It was like eleven something. I didn't think he'd be there yet. And he's like, I'm like, oh, Randy, yeah, uh, like Kyle's gonna pass by. He's like. He's like, oh, he's in the shop right now. I was like, oh, dang. And, and I'm totally just like, yeah, if I'm in the red, like slam that uh, Empire Strikes Back black. graphic novel. You mean in the black. Oh, sorry. Yeah. In the black. Sorry. <laughs> Luckily, I was. <laughs> Otherwise, it looks and... like you're like, yes, make give me more debt. I want more debt. No. But anyway, like <laughs> that's why I, I like keeping I like being in the black with him. Anyhow, like, I'm just like what's going on? Oh, yeah. So I told him if I was just, you know, pop it in that bag. So Kyle's got his hands on it right now, which is pretty sweet. Uh, yep, from what I'm told, from Kyle, it's some... of the law. <laughs> and from what I'm told, it's, 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 it's pretty fresh condition for the most part. I mean, it's quite an old book. Well, okay. Well, hey, I'm, I'm look, pretty happy. To have I, it I'm not a grader and I've barely looked at it. I, I saw it quickly. I gave it a little scan after you asked me. And, okay. It looks, it looks like a really nice copy. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, like I said, super old. I mean, it's not super valuable, but you know, it's it's enough. It's a, you know, it's a brownie. Did you even say what it was? What do you mean? The, yeah, the, the Empire Strikes Back uh, graphic okay. novel. Okay. The original from nineteen seventy nine. Cool. Kyle, Kyle actually pushed me over the edge on that one. I was like, I don't know, you know. And Kyle's like, well, you know, it's first appearance of Boba Fett, all that stuff, but it's all condensed into one book. It's not the co- it's not the comics, like each individual issue, you know what I mean? But it's still a super sweet book. Like that that cover is so iconic. No, it's beautiful. It's a great book. It's you know, the the first appearance of Boba Fett is is of course way out of control. So if you're trying to get that that issue, good luck. You know, you, I'm sure you can get it for you know a beat what up is copy. This I think people 2022 loophole <laughs> bit of a comic loophole. Yeah. I got the first appearance of Boba Fett and Lando and Yoda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That all counts. Bosk. Say what? Cool, man. All right. Um, uh, yeah. B- before, before we move on, uh, last six months, BB eight average price, uh, was going for 158. Uh, Canadian new and sealed box. Nice. And currently, the average price is uh, that asking is two hundred five. Ooh, asking, asking. Um, yeah, but uh, you have a lot to of... buy it now. One seventy five. No, no, no. I'm not. This is on Bricklink. This is not on eBay. eBay eBay's prices are whatever. Yeah. They're just they're crazy. Oh, nice. So, go check that yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Not just to say. Golden little bricks, goddamn. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't get anything Star Wars shaped for Christmas. Um, I basically got gift certificates, which is fine by me because I can turn that into whatever I want, which will undoubtedly be Star Wars stuff. 
but on Christmas Eve, uh, I did get a box from Toy Snowman, which is a, a local indie toy dealer. And uh, in that box were two Vintage Collection Echoes, uh, Black Series Costco Reeves, Wrecker, Tech, and all of which means my list of pre-ordered stuff, the stuff that was out there in limbo, it's almost down to nothing. Like I've, I've got a open order for a couple of Black Series Wrecks. I don't think those are due until later this winter, maybe even the spring. And then... Uh, the rest of my Bad Batch figures, you know, Hunter and uh, Crosshair. And that's it. I'm, I am I can't wait to put this list to bed. It's been so ridiculously long waiting for these orders to get filled. And it, it has soured me on the pre-order process. Like, you know, six, nine, 12 months for some of this stuff. And I know it's, you know, shipping delays, COVID, thanks a lot. But it's just, it's gotten to the point where I just, I can't justify anymore uh, pre-ordering, putting something on my credit card that I won't get for some undetermined period. So, that being said, I did pre-order a couple of things. (laughs) (laughs) But they are scheduled to come out fairly soon. I don't see these getting kicked too far down the road. Um, So I I did order the uh, Vintage Collection Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. And man, the Boba Fett, the, the, it's absolutely atrocious. Highway robbery price. It's $39.99 mm. for a three and three quarter figure. <laughs> now it comes in a, like a different sort of packaging. It's, you know, it's considered deluxe and it's got a, a couple extra blasters, some sort of fire effect, uh, two stormtrooper helmets. And it looks amazing. I love that packaging. It actually looks, it looks better than the black series figure, which I'm, probably skipping for the time being but good lord the price hikes that hasbro keeps force feeding it's pushing me out it's pushing a lot of people that i talk to out and i don't i i don't see the rationale behind this but it's going that's the way it's going pretty soon we're i think our our regular price for black series is soon going to be 36.99 and that's, that's too much. That's too yes. much. I'm out. Yep. That's, you know, that is like, I'll buy a, a handful of a figures. Per toy. <laughs> that's it. Like at that point I would like, I'll be able to like, okay, I'll, I'll save my, my money up and just buy something much bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, like when Kenobi comes out, I'll buy Kenobi, you know, and I might buy, if there's an inquisitor in the series, I'll probably buy that. If, you know, if there's a new, Fairly different looking Darth Vader. I'll probably snap that up. But outside of that, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. You just don't know. That's the problem. Well, but you don't like, know what kind of characters are going to unleash. But before it was like, oh yeah, like I'm, I want no matter what. And now it's just like, mm, now you got, now you got to work extra hard to get me in. Like I don't understand how pe- how we have a rampart, but we don't have Callus. That's a mystery, man. Oh, God. I forgot all about that. Something else that I got over the holidays. <clears throat> so I you know, I had shifted um, my priority sort of in Black Series. I was looking more for um, open on the secondary market, open figures uh, that I could get my hands on way cheaper than retail. Or, you know, that's the hope. And it paid off big. I scored... Ezra and Zeb 
on on uh, Facebook Marketplace. And nice. I, they, they came in box, but they've been the the previous owner had opened them, and so I paid, I paid about five dollars more to get them both shipped to me than I would have paid if I bought Zeb at retail. Hmm. So I, I paid so like score, like fifty five bucks for both. I think that's and, that's weird, man. And it's all because somebody decided to crack that seal. Play with the figure for an indeterminate amount of time. Just probably display it, same as I did. Box them back up and sold them for like way less. How good is that Zeb though, eh? It's like huge. that's a that's a figure I wouldn't mind paying a little more for. You know what I mean? It's probably the biggest Black Series figure. That's Maybe not awesome. the tallest, but it's it, it might be the beefiest for sure. But yeah, that's the thing again. When you look at McFarlane, the multiverse, right? Those figures are seven inch bad boys. You know what I mean? And you're paying like 24, 29 for the deluxe usually. It's yeah, it's inexcusable from from Hasbro. And I you know, I'm sure it's Disney and Lucasfilm driving up the licensing fee and you know, uh, containers from from overseas cost 10 times what they used to and yada yada yada. Whatever. It's it's becoming very difficult to justify collecting black series. But anyway, um I, I'm just I I was, I was super happy because I was sort of at peace. I, I figured that I'm never going to get the rest of the Rebels crew because I was not willing to pay what what the secondary market was asking for these figures until I switched my mentality to to looking for open figures, and then just staying patient. Ezra and Zeb fell right into my lap at just a killer price, so I nice. jumped all over that. Do you have Do you have Chopper? I don't. He's the only one I need. Uh, I have a Christmas tree ornament of Chopper that scales pretty well <laughs> with the group. I have that one too. Is it like the the ceramic one? Yeah, dude, that's a solid figure. Check that up on eBay. It's like, I no, I don't care. I don't care what a Christmas ornament's worth. I, I'm I was curious. Okay. Oh God, why you're never you you're never selling anything. It just popped in there <laughs> one day, man. When I was doing the tree this year, Wait, yeah, I, I told you I got, a, I got ten Christmas yeah. ornaments. That's pretty sweet. Super I don't sweet. Know if I said, yeah, man. Anyway, go enjoy your pricey Christmas ornaments that you're, you're going to go to your grave with. Anyway, <laughs> so that's it. Like I'm looking for a chopper loose. I don't care if it comes with the little rocket boost piece. I don't care if he's banged up. He's a junky droid to begin with. So I'm, I'm happy, man. I'm glad that I, that, that was a big win for me over the holidays. But what anyway. What do you think of that Ezra figure? Ah, it's the staple gun lightsaber. I don't really care for it, but it is. It's the uh, the galaxy box line, so it's it's not the red box. So it is the updated figure. It looks pretty damn good, but I don't like the. St- I'm not a huge fan of the staple gun lightsaber. I'll be honest. It's also Star Lord's gun. It's the same freaking piece. <sighs> Hasbro, God. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, I think what we're going to do at some point, I, w- I want to get more in-depth into collecting at the start of the year. I know the, our, our buddies at the Nerd Room, they do sort of um, a kickoff to the year in terms of collecting. We'll do something similar, just sort of our priorities and our goals for what we want to do with our collections in 2022. I, we'll, I don't know if we're going to do that as a bonus episode or uh, fold it into a, a you know regular episode, but we'll, fairly soon, maybe even as early as next week, we'll talk about that. We'll get deep into what our goals for our collection is for 2022. Anyway, for the rest of tonight, fellas, 
We're just going to sit back and talk about the book of Boba Fett. We're going to skip in the news. Screw the news. We got nothing over the holidays that was worth talking about. So we're leaving it all behind. Forget it. Let's just dive in here, man. Live action Star Wars is finally back on our plate. And uh, yeah, we're going to digest and and talk about episode one and two, Stranger in a Strange Land and the Tribes of Tatooine. How did it feel, Carlos, to get back into live action Star Wars after like 53, 54 weeks out after Mando season two closed? Uh, I was excited. I watched it. Uh, I, I watched that first episode three times and um, I watched it first thing uh, Wednesday morning uh, last week. And yeah, I don't know exactly how I felt about it. Um, it felt really slow to me. It felt like nothing was really pushed. It felt like there was so much I, I I was not surprised by the content. Like we, it was kind of like a let's call it a prelude to a first episode. If you if you call it that, and you just take episode one and two and and judge them as a whole, I would say I, I'm much happier with episode one now that I saw episode two. Yeah, <laughs> that's taking the I'm, words right out of my mouth. Okay, good. Because I, like I, I know that was a very politician-y answer from me, but like, um, yeah, no, for sure. I, it's it was definitely something that I like. I said I watched the first one three times, and I'm like, I don't know why people are saying oh, it just came out. No spoilers. It's like there's nothing to be spoiled in this episode. Absolutely nothing. And the mayor's domo, that dude. Oh, oh what a douche i hate him you're meant to hate him if, no he, but i hate best... him i i hate that they chose that guy yeah this if you know coming out of the episode i'm like well if anything i have my new least favorite character in the entire <laughs> franchise i hate this guy oh this guy's doing his job well man dude this guy is a character that could have easily walked in to the bridge of the enterprise uh, on the next generation season four or five yeah but i think that's what the way you they want like he's playing this character like it doesn't it... feel star wars to me no he doesn't it it's, does it, to me the the, like... the the accent was too like i'm gonna get that accent you know if you if you're throwing a a fit at the store this guy's going to come along and just talk to you in the exact same way, the exact same accent, the same vocabulary. He did not feel Star Wars to me at all. I could no. not. I can't. I can't stand him well, on screen. Be be thankful because something's bad's going to happen to that guy, and that's that's a fact. <laughs> oh, We're oh, going to yeah. rejoice. We'll rejoice when the well, ap- apologies. apologies. Ginger Twilight gets his. My son, though, even even Nolan, the first time we watched this episode, he was like, what's wrong with that guy? Why does he do that with his hands all the time? That's what he said to me, like, word for word. I was like, he's a weirdo. Come on. Like, oh, I get I get that he's supposed to be a weirdo. Like, I, I, to- I totally get that. But I don't mind weird. Like, 3PO is a weirdo. But it feels Star and Wars. And you love him hard. Okay, like Edward, Edward Scissorhands is a weirdo, but it's a well done weirdo. This this guy this is a creepy that we all want to see get murdered. 
but it's not even <laughs> creepy. It's it's out of place. It, yeah, he feels out of place to me. I just I don't get Star Wars from this guy. Cringe. He's just cringe to didn't me. Didn't even cross my mind to be honest. No, I, I didn't. I didn't think I would, Corey, because you have the rose-colored glasses, and everything is good. I mean, hey it's man, such a, it's, it's such a whiny, it's freaking awesome, to man. Me. <laughs> like, just because some guy has some weird accent, like he's it's supposed not, to be the, the mayor's douchey little go-to. No, yeah, I understand. To me, there was a way, and I don't want to get. We're here, Christ, we've been talking about this guy for five minutes. My God. <laughs> I thought I like that's why like I, I love the fact that you guys hate him so much. I think that was his No, but job. I, I don't think I hate him for the reasons the creators want me to hate him. I hate him. Yeah, because, I think exactly. they do. I think they were like, no, you really act, need to accentuate what you're doing right now. Like Look, if he showed up a celebration, I'd be like, I'd be I'd probably be shown the door. I wouldn't be like, yeah, you did a great job. I'd be like, you suck. <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> terrible. But the thing is, is like, look. Corey, you're, the writers wrote Bib Fortuna to be a sniveling, sn- like yes, you're he, supposed to hate him, right? But sure, and, and and we do hate him, but you can't say he's not Star Wars. He's a sniveling bootlicker, and but he's, this guy he's definitely seems more well done. I just don't like. I just don't like him. <laughs> I I don't like the choice of actor, the the way, the direction. I don't know who directed the fir- who directed the first episode. Was it John Favreau? No, it's Rodriguez. Okay, yeah, that's right. So yeah, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just there's I that's one thing that really irked me uh, in the first episode, um, and it didn't get better the second episode. But I, I definitely loved the scene that he was in a lot more. Um, the, that's his character, man. In the in the mayor's in the mayor's room there. I, I kind of like that. I like the way they. Excuse they... me, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought he was going to get wasted. Well, at two, I, I hoped, I hoped he was going to get wasted. I, I, w- I had a little fantasy that the footage that we saw in the trailers of Boba and Fennec looking into the into the Rancor pit, I thought it was going to be him. I thought oh, they were yeah. going to dump him in there at first. I'm like, please, 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 please. Like after 30 seconds, I was like, this guy's making my skin crawl. I want him out. I want him dead. Please drop him down there. If he lands on his head, I'm okay with that too. And then when you got into, when they broke into the mayor's office, I I would hope that I wanted the mayor to be like, I'm done with you. You you're terrible at your job. And he would have just had him executed on the spot. Don't want to see this guy anymore. But he he'll show up. And you know what they're gonna like- do, Carlos? You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna they're gonna make make us come around on him. You think so? Ah. Of course, they're gonna give him. They're gonna give him a moment, and we're gonna go. Ah, Jesus! It's like yeah, I had no choice. I'm, I'm so stubborn, man. I'll, I'll just no. on principle, I'll be like, nope. <laughs> I guarantee you, they're not gonna do that, and we're all gonna revel in his death. That's what we do. What did you guys think of the mayor? The first of all, the the, the choice of of alien uh, for that character and it. how it how how it came across. Love it. I thought they did a f- yeah. wonderful. That job. redeemed that redeemed that poor choice. <laughs> for the other guy yeah seeing an authorian in live action in that way with the with the voice modulator yes. translator thing so that was well done perfect oh, that was cool. like yes i was i was happy about that i was like yeah man this is star this is star wars and i love that this for once I, this is something i a real nitpick about star wars that i've had since i don't know since almost going back to 2015 is 
Like, where are the subtitled aliens? The ones that are comfortable speaking their language just because. And then yes. we have to read the subtitle because we've been doing it for years, starting with Greedo and on and on. And and then having our characters, the humans, speaking back to them in their language. It's been so long since we saw that, I think. Yeah. And it, was, it felt great to finally have to go and read the subtitles because they wanted us to do that. Super happy. Yeah, they about were that. short and sweet, though. Yeah, with the huts, right? But yeah. the thing is, they were only translating the dude, not the girl's voice. Like, I feel like that's kind of a little, a little sexist. Like, why? What's with the misogyny? <laughs> like, don't all huts matter? Apparently uh, not. No, they don't. But um, yeah, so we're definitely gonna come to a head with those people. That's that's gonna be fun. Remember when Jabba the Hut was like a, a fatso in a in a woolly coat? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Declan Mulholland, was that his name? Oh, well, you're you're a better man than me. Isn't that man. Blade no Runner? <laughs> Declan, yeah, that's true. That was the name, right? Uh, something like that, yeah. Anyways. Uh yeah, no, definitely uh, I like I like the the the, the choice of, of, of alien for for the uh, mayor. for the mayor and and then seeing the huts and having the 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 the, 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 the words on screen translating that fake ass language and uh, I really like that like there were parts of even the even the Tuscans man oh like and and you know what another thing that I loved I was watching the episode and I'm like wait a second I was supposed to leave in half an hour and this thing's still going man. It was like a, it was like a fifteen-minute episode. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I, I thought Tribes of Tatooine was was superb. It's, I, I loved it. I loved it. Like, and and Colonel, so you and I spoke a little bit. Like I wasn't in love with the first episode. I thought it was it was okay, but now in retrospect, like having, you know, taken in episode two, and you mentioned this before. Like there wasn't enough of anything in the premiere. Both yeah. in the present time and in the flashbacks. And I really like the flashbacks. To me, they were the best part of the episode in both episodes. And I, you know, I thought that, you know, after a year plus away from the live action scene, I you would think that they'd want to come come out hard. And instead I thought that episode one was really limping out of the gate. And you know, see 38 minutes, you're like, ah, okay. Not great. But even that's misleading. Like I, I don't I can't like when people go, oh, it's a 38, 38 minute long episode. No, it isn't. The credits are like five minutes because they go through all the various languages. All that counts in the running time. And you get like two minutes of intro stuff before. Yeah. So this episode was barely a half hour. And so now with, you know, looking at that episode and in looking at episode two, they really should have released the first two episodes together or edit them into an 80 minute special. Uh, that's a that's a fantastic point. But a part of me says they didn't do it because they knew that what they were coming up with was fire. Yeah, and they know that we're going to sit there and watch it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's, I, it's similar to like the way I, I, I mentioned this to Corey last week that it's it kind of gets me the same way that WandaVision did at the start where you watch the first two episodes and you're like, I don't know what this show is about. But yes. I'm watching it because it's MCU, and I know it's going to get good. 
But yeah, after two episodes, I still don't really know what the show's about. Like, I don't know what Boba Fett really wants. Like, yes, he's going for the throne of, of Crime Boss, but why? I don't... There's, they haven't given me Boba Fett's why. What I his challenge is. As to that, but we can get to that later, I guess. And, you know, you know, and I don't think it's enough to say, like, duh, he wants to be the boss. Yeah, I get it. That's been the, the premise since the beginning. But why? Why does he want to be the boss? And the show hasn't really kind of given that question or, or sort of stated the reason for the existence of the show. And I'm still waiting for that. And WandaVision did the same that's thing. That's fine, though, man. Like, that's a good thing like, to keep people waiting. No, is... no, it's not a good thing. It's 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 fine for us. And I know we're talking to it like a... An, but that's a not fish true, role. man. Hold on, let me finish. We're hardcore Star Wars fans. We're going to watch regardless. For the Joe Blow, who's not really that deep into Star Wars, he's watching the show and going, I don't get it. Like, like we have to sort of disassociate are the Star Wars of our brains. Okay, well, and, take, take Fire, Firefly is kind of the same thing. You don't really know. What's oh, you mean that on? show that me and Kyle have never watched and will never yeah. watch because you keep bringing it up out of context? <laughs> How is it out of context when it relates to the same thing you guys are talking about? He's talking about the MCU. I'm talking about another franchise. Because I, we, we don't, we've never seen Firefly, so we don't know what you're about to say. Well, it's this, kind of the same thing. The MacGuffin is not out of the bag in the first episode, which kind of adds to the mystery and the intrigue for me personally. For and what me, happened to the show? Oh, it got canceled. Hmm. And so did the director. Hmm. and the writer hmm. but it's still a great show nonetheless and you're both ignorant for not watching it <laughs> we ignorant we ignorant ignorant that's right <laughs> anyway it's a, oh, I'm, I'm complaining on behalf of people that i don't know because everybody watching this show everybody who's listening to this podcast like we're all in they can they can drag this out for 35 episodes before getting to the point and we'd still be Ooh, every week, let's go sit down, talk about Boba Fett. It doesn't matter what the point of the show is for us. That's not true, though. Like, I'm, if it was crap, I think we can seriously admit that it wasn't good and that they're doing a like a disservice to Star Wars. But no, I don't think they are. I think they're just taking a different route to getting to the end. And they think that they know there's so many hardcore fans that are into this that will prop it up at first that they can take that they can do this in an unorthodox way. They don't have to get to the point. They can they can fill us in with backstory to kick off the first two episodes and make us wait for three weeks before we get to the point. Because they it know that even we're coming all... back. Okay, how, how's this? I'll, I'll th- it seems that we're like getting right to the end of this like right away. Like I w- I, One theory I thought about tonight while writing down my notes is how about the, the Bantha story dovetails with the other story, possibly, in the sense that, you know, maybe the syndicate... And all those guys, like something really bad happens to the Tuscans or the Sand people, right? And Boba's like, okay, now I'm I'm gonna infiltrate the syndicate and bring them down. Either way, I don't see this guy being a crime boss anymore. Like, I feel like he's gonna infiltrate the syndicate and take it down from the inside at a point once he's at the top of the pyramid, in a way. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna bring it all down. Well, like last, well, when last we spoke, I was like, mm, you know, I think he's, you know, he wants to be the boss. He wants to rule with respect. I think he's going to, at some point he's going to snap and he's going to lose it. And he's going to just be barbarian Boba that we're used to. After these two episodes, after the journey he's gone on, the spiritual journey and this reawakening and, and discovery of, of his new self after episode two, I don't think so anymore. 
Yeah, definitely. I this guy he's... took uh, he licked the toad, man. He, he took some Star Wars ayahuasca. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah. So I I think he when he says I want to rule with respect, I think he's going to at least. Yeah, his third eye is way open, bro. <laughs> why? Why? Why do you, why do you say you say things sometimes that you should not say? And I'm just curious as to why. You know why. Anyway, either way, we should start more from the top, man. Like, Boba is super patient, man. Even coming, like, dude, what about, we didn't even talk about the Sarlacc. Yeah, let's what go, do you guys let's think go right of that? back. Let's, let's talk about the, you know, we've been waiting for this for 30-something years, getting, escaping the Sarlacc. Did that play out the way you thought it exactly would? Exactly the way I, play, I, I thought in my head. Like, the crazy part is, like, I almost wonder how long he was actually in there. Like, I, I think it, I feel I like he was in question. there for, like, I feel like it was a long time, bro. It has to be. Like, he was probably in there for, like, I don't know, say, like, a good, at least a week, probably. I don't think so. It may not be that long, but, like, you would think a a barge the size of the katana would be a smoking wreck for days after it blows up. And it was just dead. It was just a That's another thing, too. It didn't land bullseye into the Sarlacc. So the Sarlacc actually lived through that explosion. I think think he's been in there for at least... Whatever, we're never going to get the answer, but I think he was in there for a couple of days. I don't think it was a couple hours. Yeah, no, no. I, 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 I was going to say two days. Like, yeah, two not... days makes sense too. I mean, I could I could believe anything upwards of up to a week, just with everything that he's been through. Well, maybe not because then he survives out in the sand for quite some time as well. But I just, yeah, I just hell thought yeah. it was like super convenient that a stormtrooper for some reason happened to be there. Yeah, and but why does he need the breathing tube? I thought I don't know if it was. It, it, well, you know, if he's down there breathing on his own anyway, I'm like, oh, well, he doesn't need it to breathe. Like, did he need it to the oxygen to fuel his flamethrower? No, he definitely, oh. you, you definitely felt relief when he plugged it into his system. You saw like he took a deep breath and was like relieved. Yeah. And then he used his flamethrower. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like if, if know, maybe he ran out or I don't know, maybe the other guy shut off or but also convenient that this stormtrooper who's been in there for way too long. That guy's been in there for years for sure. His gears, uh, his gear works just fine. Hey, these are things you shouldn't be asking questions about. I know, I'm kidding. But it was, it was strange. Like I thought, I'm like stormtrooper. Like that's convenient for, for that guy to be laying there and not on top of the dozen Jabba thugs that also fell in five minutes before he did. I well, we don't know how the digestive tract of, of, of a Sarlacc works, Kyle. Yeah, maybe. That's yeah. very presumptuous. He might have six stomachs and they're just in one of them. Well, That's true. It's possible, but whatever it is, that the the imagery that we received there was pretty much almost spot on from what I had going on in my mind, right? After reading like uh, Tales of Jabba's Palace and stuff like that, like... Uh, I kind of that's the way I imagined what it would be like in there, like the way it was compressing in him and stuff, like constricting. It was very intense. Like I was like, oh, this is exactly what it would be like in the way like the stormtrooper, like you said, was kind of like a part of it at that point, like just melting into it, like you know those those, uh, those pirates from Carrots of the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, where they're like part of the ship or whatever at that point. Pirates of the pirate being, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, you know that. It doesn't matter if we do what? this Sunday, if we do it Thursday, it doesn't matter. Whatever. It's, I'm tired, man. <laughs> I can't speak everything properly. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I, 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 I watched it three times, same as Carlos, and I thought it was 
it, to me, it got better each each time. Like I I thought thirty nine minutes was a little light for the first episode, and like you guys because both it's said, it's a good minutes. point. The first episode was no. Yes. No, that's the runtime, but there was like five or six. Minutes Agreed. Yes. Yeah, so like yeah. whatever, much barely, shorter, very barely short. thirty minutes. Barely. Yeah, it was a shorter episode, which is kind of unfortunate, but. Uh, Hey, I feel like they they established a lot in that episode of where we were, what we needed to know, where Bobo was at. I think it was a really good job of establishing that. And they, like, I feel story wise too, it was a good idea to cut it there. But I agree, like you guys said, maybe releasing one and two at the same time would have been a good idea. But hey, man, it's not far a week later. You know what I mean? Like, I really thought what we got after watching it several times, like. I liked it more and more each time. Like I said, well, like the first yeah, time I, I mean, was just probably a little more skeptical. Like you both, like I one division released two episodes at once and Hawkeye releases two episodes at once. By the way, I loved Hawkeye to death. I didn't finish watching it. That was great. Anyway, just to say like, it's, it's okay. Star Wars. You can, you can put two episodes out at once. It won't hurt you. It might actually help because like a lot of the feedback after that first episode, I, you know, you really, after that long of no live action, you kind of wanted to see people celebrating it. And there was some people happy, but there was also an equal amount of like, it was okay. Wine bags. No, it was just okay. Like, you know, we've been waiting a year for this. Entertain me. And it was not, it wasn't, it was not a fantastic. And some people probably loved it, but a lot of people were like, okay, like that was fine what's next like it, it wasn't something people were like oh my god did you see like when you think about episode one of mando and it was like holy cow that was awesome and then that final scene with grogu your brain is leaking out of your ears like what are we in for and then you didn't get that yeah we that can't talk. that's the thing man we get so spoiled with things like that nothing's ever gonna kind of top those things plus mando was the first live action that we ever got so like the we were fever pitch you know for that and then also, again, the story was absolutely amazing as well. Again, I think I, I was kind of unsure the first time I watched this one as well, but I, I really do think it merits a second watch from everyone. You too, Kyle. Like, everything grew on me at a point. Like, the music, I'm like, oh, the music's not as good as the... I was always comparing it to The Mandalorian. But this is not The Mandalorian. It's its own thing, but it's, it's similar in a way too because it's playing off that Western theme kind of, you know? But... It's its own entity, and I like the way that they're telling both stories at the same time. And anyway, like I thought, episode one was was good. It it told the story that it needed to tell, you know, and uh, got wow. us established in the world again where Boba's at. I, I loved a lot of this. I, I love the Sand People, man. Like, what do you think they want to be called, Kyle? Do they want to be called Tuscans, Tuscan Raiders, or Sand People? I feel like Tuscan Raiders is derogatory. No, it's They're just a it's, bunch it's the, of raiders. It's the opposite. Sand people is now the derogatory term. It's they're they're Tuscans, Tuscan raiders, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, raid raiders. I think is the bad is the bad thing. I maybe Luke was woke, man. He was like the sand people. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, with all the work that's being done, and this goes back to again to Mandalorian when we first we had the very brief scenes with the Tuscan raiders doing the sign language, and obviously there's a mutual respect between Mando and uh, the Tuscans. And, like, I remember when we spoke, first talked about it a couple years ago, we're like, like, this is the coolest glimpse into 
Tuscan culture that we've seen. And man, they're making us like the Tuscan Raiders at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, so, we, we moved so on from that. But these two episodes just blew my mind apart when it came to spending this much time with the Tuscan Raiders and it being really, really good and satisfying and, and telling a whole story and being this like foundational to the character of Boba Fett. Holy cow. Well, even if you look at uh, episode five, I think of season one of Mandalorian, the gunslinger, like that's Boba's rule implemented in effect when they get out there and Toro Loka, uh, what's his name? Calican. Toro, whatever. Calican, yeah. <laughs> have, he has to, he has to uh, give up his, his Binox, right? And that's the tax that Boba implemented probably years prior. Yeah, years was it years? Yeah, I would I think know. so. I think it's, yeah, I think he's with them because yeah, that's, the, no, it, it, there's a passage of like three to five years five, or so. Yeah, three to five years between Return of the Jedi and and Mandalorian. So Boba Fett's with the Sand People for quite some time. You're led to believe because he definitely leaves there with his Tuscan gear, right? When we see him for the first time standing over the cliff in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his so, nomad gear. Yeah, well, the Nomad gear is Tuscan gear now. Yep. Yeah, and that's one of the things I questioned going you know, at, at the end of episode two. He's you know they do this big dance, and it it sort of reminds me of like the Ewok thing where oh you're now a part of the tribe. Yeah, they'd they'd oh, welcome more him right like Maori. Yeah, it's it it was very steeped, and the Ewoks are a little bit too. But this was super steeped in in like Native American culture, and it was so well done. It was so tastefully done, at least in my opinion. Yeah, so good. You're now a part of the tribe. <laughs> like I think, yeah, I think this trumps what we saw in oh, Return of the Jedi. One hundred percent. Oh, it was beautiful. Actually, it was like super ceremonial. Like there was. It felt like there was um, gravity to everything, and it's like it felt somber, but also like hopeful that like a tradition is is moving on. And him being actually never thought I would care about Boba Fett before. Yeah, yeah. We literally we literally recorded an episode called "Back Off Boba" mm-hmm. like years ago because it was like we're talking about this guy way too much. And now we have a reason to. So, yeah, well, that yeah, was what, cool. that's what the it was the whole time, right? Like, give us something yeah. to talk about. Like, a, a, a guy in a cool suit can only, at least for me, is only worth talking about so much. The suit's cool. I get it. I love it. But I'm, I, whatever. Give, give me some meat to chew on here. And they are giving it. See, what I, what I feel like was what they did with Boba Fett is they've literally given him a second lease on life. Mm-hmm. Like there's, because you have that, the, 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 the little shit stain from episode two and you have a couple of s- s- things that happened during Clone Wars. And then you have a forced cameo in episode four now. And, but you have him in five, right? Five and his death in six. Yep. And I, I think that the main determining factor there, what we're all going to see at one point, Bad Batch the fact that Omega is his sister, I think we're going to see the last kind of like either the shit stain that he can be or the good heartedness in him. You know what I mean? And I think they're going to give it us the goodness because they don't want to be like, oh, look at Boba. He's such a little turd. I can't ever forgive him. You know what I mean? Like now that we like him and he's gone through this transformation, but it's after the fact, right? So I think 
next time we see him and if we see him in the bad batch, what I think is a high possibility, whatever happens, I think he's, it's going to leave more on a high note than something bad. But it's all like, it's almost like dances with wolves in a way, right? Like, but also the, the way they capture him and treat him at the beginning and the way he's almost like birthed again through this, the Sarlacc, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's all it's symbolic a rebirth, like, yeah. that, like that. And, and almost like the torture, the pain that he had gone through, you know, those little Turjawa stealing his armor and then them coming along and dragging him the whole way, the way he was walking. It was like, it's almost like a purgatory or a limbo in a way, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, like he's just trotting that path, like of like, uh, like to so desolate. I want to know whatever was in that worm's anus too. Whatever they squirted in his mouth, he was just like, boom, shot right back up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think whatever that was would, would straighten anybody up. It's just, it's just that disgusting. That and then the spice and he snorted a lizard. Oh, that, that, that moment was so funny. We, you know, the, the lid comes off that little container and the kid, my kids are like, oh, it's a little gecko. Because we, <laughs> we have a gecko here now as a pet. And my kids are freaking out. And then the thing leaps onto its face and crawls up its nose. His nose. <laughs> and then it was, a, it was a different reaction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it was cool. But like, I mean, Corey said it earlier, like the licking the toad moment, like Homer in the, the Simpsons movie or, uh, or um, also equivalent to that would be like Seth MacFarlane in A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> <laughs> where they go on this journey and it's like it's almost what Luke is supposed to do um, in an empire when he's when he goes in the cave like to go through that journey um, yeah you know. like, like yeah Boba but, Fett's like, whole look, entire thing was like it was it was all it was almost like a mirror to Padawan to Jedi journey where he's, mm. got, he's got to go and Go do the through this training and learning session, and then go out on his own and face a trial, which he does with that tree, you know. And he's having all these visions about his past and and his, I guess even a little bit of his present, but come back with his kyber crystal, which was in this case a branch, and then forge his own weapon. Yeah, it was very Jedi. How 100%. how beautiful was that scene of making his uh, his uh, ga- what is it called gaff gaff his gaffy, uh, gaffy stick his gaffy stick. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, so it was, nice. it was so incredible. Cool. And you was, just watching him carve it, and man, there was just something beautiful about like. And you said it also again, Corey. Like dances with wolves. You definitely have this this thing where it's like you're a part of the tribe. Like you've earned your spot. And yeah, it was it was it was beautiful, man. It was, and it started slowly. Well, slowly in episode one, that that, that Goro type creature that that was my one qualm. That was a little almost like two 1950s horror. That, but, yeah, that was uh, a straight up throwback to that more Harryhausen type stuff. But yeah, like one of the things I, I guess I'll, I'll put it in sort of like the complaint department. I'm, I don't really complain about it, but like the more we go to Tatooine, sort of the more. Tatooine gives us in a way that I'm like I just want Tatooine to be a dead planet just sand and instead we keep getting these creatures that live under the sand one of which we knew about and gave a, a great episode of Mando but this guy this this Goro type creature that was just like sleeping 
20 feet from this dude's farm? I did not understand that point. And I get, well, I get the point of the scene where he's, he went, you know, he went to bat for the little Tuscan child. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it was strange to me to find another creature under the Tatooine sand. Yeah. And such not, a, a creature. My, hashtag not my Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not another creature, but another creature of that type was a bit strange to me. It's like, what is like hibernating? I guess. I don't know. And there's but, yeah, one of those I, giant frogs that crawled out of the sand in episode two, like when we saw it at the foot of, of Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That I'd see a little more off. Like I could see. Yeah, that that one's fine. Yeah, it was just, I, I really didn't like that four-armed Goro type creature. But how cool is it though that the way they're making us feel for the Tuscan Raiders? Like, you know what I mean? Like this is the first like real in-depth, like anthropological look at their culture we've ever really had like a real in-depth look and i've always been super curious about it and like seeing it like this like again he mentions it the tribe leader mentions it each tribe is different each tribe survives on its own (laughs) but he's like he's like we survive by hiding others survive by killing and that that's a big like his tribe in particular is uh he's lucky to have landed upon them anyhow we'll say that but you guys are talking about, I want to touch back again, the ayahuasca licking the toad. Of course you, you want know, to go this. back there. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Come what on, man. happened there, man? Like, Live I from love... the SQDC, it's the Tumblr Saber <laughs> podcast. The <laughs> mythology behind Tatooine once having oceans and them being the natives to that land and knowing that history and then the connection there of him like actually seeing the oceans and touching this... I don't know, like Joshua tree or whatever it was, you know, like, where is this tree? How did he find it? Like, and it's made of this. I feel like, like you had mentioned, Kyle, it's almost like the material within this tree is very special. It's not just the tree is special symbolically. Like the, the, the material is like a very good wood and that only few, the chosen ones can find in a way. It's a wood that make to make the Wookiees blush. Yep. And how about that Wookiee we saw too? Ooh. Oh, I, I, I fell right like out of my chair. Kersantan, eh? It is Black Kersantan. What? I fell right out of my chair. I couldn't believe it. Wow. I said this in the the, the, the Facebook spoiler group that we have. Like I had one kid sitting on each side of me watching the episode. And you see the, the, the huts coming and the, the pounding drums. And, and then it cuts to the Black Kersantan. And I just grabbed them both. You know, we're all dads. You know that spot right above the knee? When you grab mm. your kid right there and you squeeze and they just can't take it. I grabbed each kid there right there and I squeeze. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's blackers. I did. And they're just, nobody understood. But I, he absolutely spot on perfection with that. I would have yeah. seen more. The, see, the thing that threw me off was I was like, oh, okay, it's just a big Wookiee. It really looks like him because there was no major scar, right? Or I didn't look like I saw you him. and scars, Corey. Let it hey, go. man, let it's it a great go. way of distinguishing people. Hey, man, uh, can I uh, can I interject here before I lose my thoughts? Yep. Because yeah, SQDC called earlier, and um, <laughs> who else got like big time solo vibes from this episode? Because uh, of the train, from the train, yeah, and the the aliens on the train were pikes yeah the pikes 
I guess, yeah, the Pikes, the Syndicate. I mean, there's there's crumbs there. Like, I got more of an impression that this episode was more like Sanctuary, but with machines almost, you know what I mean? That episode that we got of Sanctuary of them. The Bill Burr episode? No, the one where. The Shrimp Farmers. Yeah, the Shrimp oh, Farmers where he's te- they teach them to fight for themselves. And he's like teaching them oh, to fight yeah. and use machinery now, which he kind of mentions them to them at the end, you know, like now. It's like off-worlders have machinery, and he's like, "Well, now you do too, you know. Like you can fight back." No, for me, it was it was the pikes and the train, like that heist. Yeah, but, it was similar. But but not only that, the way the this this tribe of Tuscans looks, and the way he fights and moves, is very. Um, what's the 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 curly girl's hair name? Emphis nest. Jesus, Emphis nest. Yeah, you the, didn't you didn't get Emphy's nest vibes from the, the Tuscans? One from the that coloration, maybe, maybe from she's the Tuscan. Would you say, Kyle? Sorry, the coloration of the you know it's it's red, beige, black. Yeah, that I, I don't know if that's intentional, but interesting. The he is a she. Yeah, the, the warrior Tuscan was actually a woman. Oh, nice. See, and what an ass kicker! Like she's, I think she's a stunt performer. I think she did some uh, Captain Marvel stunt stuff. I, I just Beautiful. found out about this like today and man, what an ass kicker. Yeah. Like, no, was... see, my theory was right though. Like I had spoken to you about this, Kyle. And my, one of my fir- earlier qualms from watching it uh, the first time was the, he, when he escapes, right? He pounds the, their pup, whatever, breaks his chains, his bindings runs off. And, uh, you know, they catch up to him with him and they're like, Hey man, we'll give you a chance to fight. You beat us, you're free to go, pretty much. That's what, I think that's what the deal was, unspoken, right? And he literally, like, I was telling Kyle, like, okay, I, I granted the guy's really weak, weakened, tired, been through a lot. But at this point, I almost feel like he'd been a little bit replenished, you know? Like, he had earned his, his, his strength back a bit. And he was just kind of, like, flailing this gaffy stick around, like, like for the, the, the galaxy's most renowned bounty hunter like I, I would feel that hand-to-hand combat should be right at the top of your uh your arsenal or whatever you know what i mean your repertoire <laughs> like it should be right up there no matter what kind of stick you're holding but turns out now you see episode two there's a real extreme art behind using the gaffy stick properly and i, I that drove the point home to me and it made it make a lot more sense of why he was beaten so so easily and yeah, I never saw Boba Fett as like the hand-to-hand specialist. I'm sure he's tough, and I'm sure he's got game, but to me, it's always been about his gadgets, whether it's a flamethrower or a rope or his blaster or grenades or his knee his knee rockets or his backpack rocket. It's always been some sort of tech that has been his advantage. I agree with you, but I mean, again, to be the best of the best in the entire galaxy, which is almost unfathomable amount of space... Well, like, like you'd really think that person would. If you think of that animatics reel of him versus Cad Bane, it was, it was you know best versus best. Let's settle this. They didn't have a slap fight. You know, they... no, but he was a kid then too, right? He was probably like fifteens max. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about the, this Tuscan stuff, and I think that drives the point home that it's it's easily the superior part of these two episodes so far. It's uh, so damn good. And, you know, just 
the way that you know uh, Boba goes through this journey with them and then teaches them to use speeders, which was, had a couple of funny moments. It was that was even that was really funny. Um, I just like at the end when he just he's they've captured the pikes. They're all kneeling in the dirt, and he just says, "Here's the new rules. You're going to respect these people because they don't. They're not. They don't. All they want is just to have their land and for people not to treat them like dirt." So from now on, if you're going to cross through the lands, you're going to pay them. And that's, that is the game. If you don't want to play by the rules, we're going to take, we're going to, every time you come here, we're going to kill, he, he made a pretty good threat. And I, I wish I'd written it down, but it's like, whatever damage you cost us, we're going to give it back tenfold, something to yeah. that effect. And it was like, damn, I, I love this. Like Boba Fett drawing a line in the sand for these people and going the bat for them. And I just... I love it. Yeah, definitely, man. I have to agree with you hundred percent there. Like I never thought we'd be there. Like this 180 turn on them, you know, like they're such savages when you first meet them and they're always described as savages. And even this episode really drives that point home. Like the, the point that they're the victim, right? Like they're innocently farming their little water pods. And like these guys just plot pass by and like use them as target practice with their banthas and stuff like that. Like, like it was, it really was sad, man. Like Boba really felt for them then. Mm -hmm. And how, how incredibly like these people have never, ever worked for the empire. That's for damn sure. These people were absolute crack shots. You know what I mean? Like nailing people through <laughs> yeah. a moving train. That's going probably like roughly 400 miles an hour or something like that. Like just well, insane. Like hitting them man. on the move on Shooting. both sides shooting speed pod racers they were still hitting the pod the pods that's right true i know but i mean the, everybody was even the people from inside the train though just to, to hit the individuals outside the train it was a uh, quite the gunfight from extremely far away it was really good man i i yeah even the way it was planned like their plan of attack did I you notice of, did you guys notice that I feel like I saw this. You'll watch it again, I guess, at one point. But when he steals the bikes, I feel like you see one of the bikes that has the tag of the, the Iron Giant on it. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Interesting. Mm. So, yeah, so uh, I want to talk about the music, but Corey brought it up earlier. Yeah, go for it. I really liked it. And uh, No, you liked it, but you said it didn't have... It, it, it wasn't it's, Mando. It, it, no, there wasn't. That's it, fine. There were a little... See for me when I listen, I, I hear I actually hear the composer. So, I, as I'm listening to the the composer, I get some of the flavor of, um, of the composer, which makes me think of Mando. But there was a lot more. There was Rogue One music going on a little bit. Um, there was some Attack of the Clones. Um, little p, little uh, I don't know what do you want to call it. Yeah, just little sprinkles. Yeah, little cues of, here and there. Yeah, and um, so I, I, I really liked it. There, there's something more subtle about what he's doing. Uh, because it's it's the same guy. So uh, I don't know that it is. I know that Ludwig Göransson did the main theme. I'm gonna actually Google this because I, I think it's somebody else who does the actual scores of the episodes. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, I think so. Yeah. I'm gonna check it out. I thought it was. 
People come it, to is just, it is Ludwig Gordonson. Damn well, give them proper info. Hold on. It is on both fronts. Yeah, no, but I, I don't know. If how, how about this? What do you think about this? Going back to that Joshua tree, all those little red beady eyes, would you think those were Tuscans or something like that? Like, basically, what my, this boils down to is will they always leave this as a MacGuffin and a mystery to us? Or will we ever see a Tuscan Raider unmasked? Like, will it ever lead to that? Like, do you want to see a Tuscan Raider unmasked? There's nothing like a good unmasking, man. And Star Wars does the best unmaskings. <laughs> like, if there's a reason for it, fine. But otherwise, it just feels like satisfying a morbid curiosity, which, you yeah, know, in a way, almost kind of feels somewhat irrelevant and disrespectful in a way. I agree, man. I, I feel like they're honestly just going to be like, nope, you'll never see their faces. <laughs> now, I don't mind if you do it to a Jawa because, you know, filthy creatures, but... <laughs> I feel like genetically Jawas and, and Tuscan Raiders should be like somehow uh, distant ancestors of one another. Maybe they are. Yes. So yeah, in, in the credits here, we have Ludwig Gornson and Joseph Shirley. Mm-hmm. So I think so, Joseph Shirley does the bulk of the music during the episode, but the main theme is Gornson's. Or I, I, maybe just Gornson is like, Music, the musical director kind of yeah, thing, and supervisor guy. Yeah, supervising what the guy's doing. Well, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever he's doing, it's it's subtle and it's beautiful, and um, I didn't feel anything out of place. Whereas the the, the score for the Mando like kind of took me back at the beginning because it was like big time Rocky vibes. I did not get that with this at all, and I love the subtlety of it. Um, yeah, no, I've just. And then obviously some of the visuals were incredible. I I don't. What do you guys think about how the the huts looked? I thought they looked a little janky. Okay. Yeah, could have been a bit better. They didn't look super sharp. They looked like a little out of. Focus they looked like, me. yeah, they looked unfinished. They looked a little wet. <laughs> they sounded <laughs> great. Wrong with that. That's fine. I, oh, the no, it sounded amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't look a hundred percent. Like in the same way that. Luke didn't look 100% in Mando Season 2. These are like, ah, yeah, I, I see the computer of them. Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. I, 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 want, I want to touch back on Episode 1. I don't know if you guys noticed this. And if you, if you, if anyone goes back and watches Episode 1, you've you got to kind of see this. Uh, to me, it's a bit of an unacceptable, like, blatant editing. Well, first and foremost, there's the uh, Gammy Guard butt cheek. Did you guys see the butt cheek? I caught me some butt cheek, and how dare they put or treat the, the gammies like objects like that? <laughs> very, very upsetting. But um, no, other than that, they walk out of, uh, I feel it's like they walk out of the bar, right? The Twi'leks bar. And like the mayor's men or the whoever attacks them, we find out. I can't remember their names now. The Midnight Night, Sun the or night, something like no, that. No, the Midnight Sun. That's Ghost Rider, isn't it? I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. The night, night wind, something like that. Night wind assassins those, or something. Yeah, so those guys come on and attack them pretty good, but like right before that, you see them. They walk out and they're strutting out as a crew. Right, there's four of them. Like the Gamorrean guards are like right behind them, and then it's like the next scene. It's like, oh, we're under attack, and the Gamorrean guards are like nowhere to be found. <laughs> it's true. They're like completely gone. They're like, like they had like G A D D. You know what I mean? They're just like 
they saw something down the street and were like, Arr. yeah, they, 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 they took five. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly take what five. Go watch that scene again, man. I'm telling you, it's like they're literally right behind them. And then like, oh, ninja dude, where are the gammy guards? I was like, where did they go? Yeah, like, I know it was so funny. Really but but right the thing now. is, is that you only really notice it when they show up that they're not there. Yeah, they're like, oh, these guys, yeah. Oh, oh look, <laughs> they're here. What the hell? Where the hell were they? <laughs> well, no, that the first time you watch it, but the second time I watched it, I paid more attention, right? And it's I'm telling you, the editing, it's like they walk out of the building, all four of them together. They're like right behind them. And then it's like, where did they go? Maybe the what is it, the midnight sun go? <laughs> the night wind. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably threw, like some steaks down the alley or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they prepared ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny because like that fight that that fight in the street I thought was not great. Like it felt just repetitive. Like parry, parry, electric jolt, and it just it felt like the the choreography wasn't great for that fight. It it just bored me. Yeah, but then when it got to the rooftops, then it was awesome. Yeah, it was, then it was cool. Yeah, no, you, you've never seen Star Wars parkour before, huh? It was nice, man. It was cool. And what I loved is that... It didn't feel like Star Wars to me, Carlos. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. But uh, what I what I really loved was Boba saying, like turning to her and doing the Michael Corleone, like, alive! Yeah. <laughs> Rocco, alive! <laughs> what, what I want to know is what those those weapons did in particular, because like the way that he gets back to, to shop there and they, they jam him in his little back-to-tank... Like he's in rough shape. Like he got jammed quite a few times, but it's like, I don't know. Like, was he just electrocuted? Like, it feels like he was on the death's door with whatever they were using, but it was such a strange weapon. And that's another thing about this, this series too. I feel like there's been a lot more like sword fighting. It's like, where are all the guns at, yo? <laughs> you know what I mean? Even oh, fighting in the time. guys in the bar to, to gather their, their bikes. Like he's got balls just walking in there. You know what I mean? Like, He's like, I'll be back. Don't worry. Just give me oh, like a, one gun and a gaffy stick, and going I'm gonna to Tashi like, Station. I got like I own the place. I, another thing I liked was when like so she she kind of corners two of them, and you could tell that she knows she has to take one of them in alive, but she <laughs> takes pleasure in killing the 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 other guy. Yeah, she had to be ordered to keep them alive. Otherwise, she definitely would have killed both. <laughs> oh yeah, she would have she would have killed them both, but uh, it was funny. And then like catching that guy and then p- throwing him into the in, into the rancor pit, well, that was funny, man. Yeah, just like, like the yeah. guy losing it, loosen up his lips like, a little bit by tossing him in th- into the rancor pit. Yeah, that was great, man. And this obviously like see my my initial thought for that I was like, okay, they're gonna have a new creature. Then they mentioned rancor. I was like, oh, no new creature. But then I was like, okay, it's gonna be mochi. And then I was like. No, there's probably nothing. I don't know who Mochi is, but I know Moochie. <laughs> Moochie, Mochi, whatever. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. like I, 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 like right away, it's like just the sounds that they were making with the gate opening. I'm like, there's no creature. This is all like they're just playing them, you know? No, but I liked it. It was cool. Like For sure. a little bit of, you know, what's it called? Uh, Little bit of humor to break the tension. Star Wars is great for what that. You, what, what did you think of the conductor? I thought he was funny, man. Of the, of the train. Uh, whatever. whatever. I liked him, man. Yeah, whatever. There... No, nah. uh, okay. I was kind of like, oh, I like this little turd. 
it would have been better with like a real uh, alien. What are they called? Ardinian? Ardinians, yeah. Well, he did in a way. He had multiple arms. I know, but it would have been cooler if it was an alien as opposed to just a... Like, why Why would why would the droid do that and then, like, jump out? <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid, man. It's like, or, like, why isn't the train itself a droid? Yes. something. Yeah, something like why that. Why isn't it a Transformer, Kyle? Because it's not the same universe, Corey. But you're asking it to be the same thing. You've gone from suck to blow, Corey. <laughs> no. You're asking, you're asking for the train to be a robot at the same time. Why not? Vulture droids are they're ships that are droids. Oh, look at that. Yeah. With the Star Wars knowledge. It's also technically a Transformer, too, if you think about it. Yes, most droids are. There you go. I'm not wrong. Hey, did, did you guys <laughs> notice this? Okay, so this, like, the present day stuff, it takes place in, in Mos Espa on Tatooine. And having just watched Phantom Menace... It's the same town. And I know it's, you know, whatever. There's cityscape and there's, we didn't go everywhere in Phantom Menace. And it's been 40 years and things change. But it didn't feel like the same place to me. Like when you look it at it, it seemed very episode, populated. Yeah. Well, not like the, the weirdest thing about it is that, like in this show, the city is like tight, tight, tight within like these canyon walls. Yeah, but in Phantom Menace, those canyon walls are absolutely nowhere. Like there's, a, and I I watched for it because I I watched episode one of uh, Boba Fett first, and then Phantom Menace th this week, and I'm like, well, maybe I just missed it. But the shot when Darth Maul lands and he he's looking at Mos Espa at night, it's in the middle of nowhere. There's no canyons anywhere around. That's the original Mos Espa, Kyle. It was like thirty years before. Yeah, I'll be right. I, so I, I found that weird. Like it's, it's a strange thing. I I can't explain it. Maybe maybe somebody's got an explanation for it. Or maybe I just need to borrow your rose-colored glasses, Corey. <laughs> no, that's 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 a problem for me. But I, I never thought that's another thing too. I always thought that Moss Eisley would have been bigger than Moss Espa. No, Obi Wan just calls it Moss Eisley Spaceport. Like, I think it's just like Moss Espa is the capital. Yeah, something like sure that. Is it Moss Pelgo? That's for sure. Yep, that dump. <laughs> this is two buildings. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the the present day stuff, like it it got a lot better in episode two, but it's still not doing a whole lot for me. Like, I know very quietly there's conflict and mystery building up between, like, yeah. the mayor and Lady Garza. I think that's her name. Yeah, um, she's a little shifty. Like She's sketchy for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, the Pikes are here. The Huts are involved. Uh, you know, Black Chrysanthemum's in the picture. So, like, there's a lot of conflicts being slowly set up here. And I, you know, there's obviously a mystery here. Like, who sent the Nightwind assassins to kill Bo Bill take out Boba Fett. And is this a simple case of all roads leading to Crimson Dawn and Kira? Hmm. That's what I keep asking myself. I think thematically if if 
if they wanted to do that, they're doing it the right way. Yeah, and take their time too, man. Like, don't I don't like at the end of this episode, the very average fan, my my significant other, you know, we saw the dance. I was like, oh man, I have goosebumps, you know. And she kind of just like shrugged her shoulders. She's like, yeah, it was good. Like, it's fine, you know. I didn't, I didn't not enjoy it, but it wasn't anything to write home about for her, which is, eh, like, a bit upsetting from that standpoint, you know. Yeah, God forbid she likes what she likes, huh? No, but y- you know what I mean? Like, I-, I feel like she was more enamored with <laughs> the Mandalorian. Like, like it's a slow burn. It's a slower burn, this one. And like Kyle was alluding to earlier, I guess, is that, you know, us as Star Wars fans, whatever, we'll, we'll consume anything and be happy with it. We don't necessarily need that, uh, like, without knowing too much, you know? Well, I, I think the average fan comes to Star Wars and just and wants to see pew pew. They want to be kind of entertained on that level for half an hour. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes a little story first. No, always story first. <laughs> yes. Sarcasm. I, I got to get you a sarcasm radar for your birthday. Mm. Oh, God. Why? Why now? Like four years <laughs> later. Yeah, it's fun for all of us. Yeah. Um, did you guys get the idea that Fennec Shand has a better grasp of being the boss than Boba does? Absolutely. Yeah. She's she's ruthless, man. Yeah, like is she only his lieutenant because she owes him one for the for the robo guts? I think what's gonna be cool is that we're gonna get more info as to what their arrangement is yeah he uh, definitely uh, saved her in the mandalorian 100%. but she was already looking for him and that's another question why do they know each other was it a bounty she, she definitely was knew for he boba was fett? out there she knows omega you don't think she was looking for boba fett what else is she doing in the dune sea well she was hunting for mando yeah, Mando and baby baby Yoda. I don't think so, man. I think she was either like for Torloka uh Tor whatever. Toroloka can I keep I keep saying that, eh? <laughs> yeah, Toro Loco. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> like for that the whole the way that episode went down, to me it, it'll it's either she's on the run. Or she's looking for something in particular, which, in my opinion, is most likely Boba Fett. Having seen Fennec Shand in Bad Batch, I really think, you know, with Omega in the picture and all that, it's a good chance we're going to see Boba. Uh, this this relationship could be go way back. You know what I'm loving right now is the fact that if somebody just jumps into our, our, our episode because they know one of us, but they know nothing about Star Wars, how freaking lost they'd be. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel so bad for like the first time listener and like trying to give the show a a, a listen and, and maybe like, you know. Like what reason get, would somebody listen date. to this and go, man, this is good. I'm going to recommend this. <laughs> me. I think it, no. <laughs> Look, see, Corey's talking for me again. I'm crying. <laughs> 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 oh my god 
No, but it's funny. It's just, it was just something, as you were talking, it was just something that rang in my ear. And I'm like, first time listener listening to this is going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> we'll stick around. It gets better. <laughs> uh, so are we done with the Tatooine flashback stuff? No. 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 I, I feel like. I feel like something big's on the horizon. We got to see his departure from that tribe. Like again, we see him the first time, full garb, in the Mandalorian, wearing his Tuscan wear. So, I don't know, man. Like I don't want this to happen, but I think it's a possibility that something really bad happens to his tribe. Still, for him to fall more in love, more enamored with these people, and for something really bad to happen to them. Like for the pikes I to think show it's up, gonna, like in like a, a huge force of pikes show up and like wipe them all out, kind of thing. Or yeah, something like that. The pikes go back. They they tell the syndicate what they said about taxing and whatnot. And then Boba Fett being like, Oops. "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin you once and for good." It's gonna be a long, slow burn, like a Palpatine style burn. I don't know, like. Because we don't know the fate of the, uh, like the way I say it right now, like this could change next week. We don't know the fate of the sand people, how they let him go. How is he going to leave the tribe? Like, are they going to be like, leave? Or is he going to ask to leave? Like, I feel like them being taken from him is the best way for him to be like, no, you know, I feel like, I think you can make the case that this celebration by the campfire where he's like welcomed as one of them could be the end. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time Star Wars has ended on a campfire. No, you're right. So I f- it could be uh, his moving on point. So it could be like he at this point he's you know he's complete. He's a new person. He's got his 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 robes. He can go handle the rigors of the desert now. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. He can go either way. I, f- I feel like we could be done, but I won't be surprised if we're not. Because like Agreed. there's a point like there's from this point until you know the, the current timeline. Or up to the point where he gets his armor back. There's like three years. Like the question of like exactly. why did it that's take him so that... long to go to Mos Pelgo and tap, tap that's what uh, this Buddy Boy Oliphant on the shoulder and say, Give me my armor back, or I'm gonna peel it off you. He doesn't bo- he doesn't even bother. Nope. He hasn't left the world. Like something happens in the interim. And I really think that it's possible that this story could possibly dovetail right to the end of the season. You know what I mean? hand in hand with the other storyline as to like you figure out more his motivation as the season's coming to an end and it's climaxing to a head with what's happening with the Tuscan people right and you're seeing okay this is why he's doing what he's doing yeah I feel like we could get more flashbacks but I feel like he might be done with the Tuscans like no, he might I just well, that's gonna, what I'm saying I'd, I, I, I'd be surprised I I'd be surprised if it's the last we get of the Tuscan relationship no, I, I agree because again he's wearing the garb when we see him in Mando. Uh I wouldn't I wouldn't be that surprised again because the finality of that dance and his acceptance into the tribe, but there's such a long time in between. What's he gonna do? Wander the Dune Sea for three years? Like it doesn't make sense for him to, to do absolutely nothing. He needs a mission. He needs to catch well, that's not necessarily true because at one point he obviously catches wind of an armored Mandalorian type figure. That yeah, he, he knows his armor's there. He, he doesn't know, know where there. it is. He might like because he because he he catches on to Mando as Mando is leaving the scene of the crate dragon. 
Well, that's it. Like you feel where he is at this point, which is again, three years later, roughly minimum that something's happened where he's moved on from the sand people and then maybe cotton word of his armor. You know what I mean? The armor could be the catalyst for him leaving the tribe as well. But again, there's just, I don't think so. I think he embraces it completely and finding Fennec Shand is the catalyst for him. Possibly. Oh, that's a good point too. Yeah, you're right. That'll throw him right back in the game. Like, who are you? This and that. You're searching for him. Now there's a Mandalorian that has my armor. Like, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my thought of it, but I think there's still more character development, not for the Tuscans themselves, but for Boba in regards to his relationship with them. And uh, there's definitely we might get some flashback scenes of him and Fennec Shand uh, in the past, as opposed to the present timeline. Get some Omega in there too, and you don't even have to de-age <laughs> Ming Na Wen. <laughs> Boba Fett either. It's like they got the total, and again, like the third, fourth loophole tonight. The fact that Boba got melted by acid and stuff like that, like. He's technically like what at this point in his life of his life he's like supposed to be <sighs> late twenties, not even at this point. No, he's he's pretty old. He's he's in his forties at this point. Return of the Jedi. No, he's like what ten? We'll say max. An Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So then that would make him twelve in Revenge of the Sith. Then you add nineteen, that puts him at thirty-one. At a new hope, uh, plus four. So what? Thirty-five yeah, plus three, thirty-eight. Okay, close to forty, but still, he's a I mean, rough. Look, he's a rough looking thirty-eight, but you know, I guess you can exactly. He's, and he's that's the acid, life. right? That's where you can really write that off with a loophole and be like, "Dude, go was uh, digested for uh, a week, Carlos." Sure, <laughs> seven days, four max, seven Tatooine days. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like three years. <laughs> hey, look what happened to Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Somehow we skip ahead to, to the Kenobi series and we're going to see Bonnie, Bonnie Peace and, uh, oh, buddy boy. What's his name? Why can't uh, they Edgerton? Remember his name? Yeah. Joel, Edger- Edgerton. Yeah. And they're going to look amazing. And then a short time later, they're going to look like Phil Brown and uh, Sheila Frazier. <laughs> it's a Tatooine oh, sound. Wow, man. man that's, yeah. Why was she wearing like uh, a, ma- a mafia boss's wife's pantsuit? Like, I, why? I, I thought she was working at WKRP <laughs> <laughs> with a freaking scarf. Oh my god, so funny! You know you love Star Wars when you you can like crap all over Star Wars. Oh, I'm not really crapping on it either. Well, you well, guys might a little more than me, but yeah, no, you definitely don't. I do sometimes when it deserves it. Yeah, when a, like, when, a scar scar when, a, when a scar goes from one place of a face to another. Exactly. That's Why a big deal. Called? Why and the a worst hol- part is holocron. the director denied it. My personal friend. Dude, the Jedi, the Jedi Wayfinder needed to be needed to be a holocron. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, they were wrong, man. They were just wrong. And now the person who listened to this, who's never heard of what big these X. things are, has no <laughs> idea what we're talking about. <laughs> That's oh funny. man, what's a holocron? <laughs> They're not if they yeah, they can't be bothered to show us in live action. Then I don't care. That's actually a good point. 
Wow. We only see we that trash in now? Rebels. Right? It's only in Rebels we see that trash. Bye. Anyways, yeah, so I'm looking forward to them um, doing a little bit more backstory with the the the, the Fennec Shan relationship, and I want to see the Slave One. Like, hello, give me the Slave One. Well, it, yeah, don't you feel lied to a little bit? Like, wasn't it Robert Rodriguez himself who said that the trailers were made up of the first 15 minutes of the first episode? I'm pretty sure those words came from his face. In a Hollywood reporter. It depends interview. what trailer you watched, bro. It's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, maybe he was talking about a specific trailer and not all of them. Because, yeah, like. Yeah, the one that I got to watch was Ryan and Rob mm. all together. Ryan your face. And Rob. Yeah, because Slave One, we still haven't seen. Uh, there's that, that. Well, we see it parked. Have we seen it in the first two episodes? Yeah, you see it parked. You see Django Slave One. And oh yeah, yeah, the flashbacks, the Camino flashbacks, and the flashback, and then you see it also on Tatooine, I believe, but just as a, like a quick, like cut, cut, cut mm-hmm. type of thing. Well, that'll be a cool scene if you think about it. Like, obviously, he gets it back. I don't think that's going to be another thing that he has to really like hunt down, like he's doing his armor. I feel like uh, it's, it's oh, got a Denver time... boot on it at Jabba's palace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna find some like hidden. Like, Where's Lando? Hey, Lando. He's gonna be like, check this out. Hasn't been touched in like five years. Pshht. That works That's in funny. Star Wars. Not mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah, he's gonna pull the bookshelf, you know. Oh well, they they did it in Solo. It's kind of racist. Like whatever. We well, got gotta... guy's ship gets impounded. Kind of, it's kind of <laughs> shitty. But you didn't pay whatever. a shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, I think we've beaten this horse enough for. For the first, uh, for our first go of 2022, yeah, we were really all over the place there. It was That's fun. Fine. That's fine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where this is going, but I think that if this is seven episodes, we have five left. So they do need to get this present day stuff moving, and I they don't. When you think about it, they don't have time to divvy up half an episode to backstory and half an episode to present day. So they they do need to get cracking here with. Uh, the lead story. So at some point they will break away from. I think this could be the lead story still though, man. Like if it, if I didn't even know it was seven episodes, I thought it was eight. Like granted one more episode is not going to make the break the camels back, but I really feel like they can. Uh, the, the reminiscing of the past can really coincide with the future and they can play that right till the end. Maybe and then right. it's like season, season two. It's like, you get the whole, like, this is where we are now. You've met Boba Fett and you've seen what's happened. So what is the I big... Think... Go, sorry, go ahead, sorry. Carlos. No, I was just going to say, I think if you were to uh, literally put a whole episode on a camel's back, it might break his back. <laughs> I don't know. Just a thought. Go ahead, Kyle. Well, I was just going to say, like, are we expecting some sort of earth-shattering cameo, like similar to Luke showing up in Mando? For sure, we're going to get something. We're going to get, there might be a Chewbacca sighting. I I like the fact that they brought in the Wookiee already for this one. It's like, yeah, that's a big one right there. Like, uh, so I don't know. There's for sure. We're going to get something. Is it going to be earth shattering? I don't know if you could top Luke and the topping Luke in the finale of season two of the of Mandalorian yeah. was well, wow. especially now that was, now that we're expecting it, right? It's it's hard to top when you're waiting for it. 
Yeah, and then people are going to be like, oh, it sucked compared to the other one. It's like, okay, well, not everything has to be compared to everything. Comparison is the thief of joy. To what? And, I mean, there is a rumor that Harrison Ford just shot something, which I'm like, come on. Really? Hmm. Like, if they they aged him. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, that that seems like you're cramming something in there. Because even if you can make it work with the technology... And they they went really far down the road with Luke, to to pull, you know, young young Luke dialogue and mash it together to make new Luke new young Luke dialogue dialogue. Jeez, that was hard to say. <laughs> dialogue, <laughs> dialogue, dialogue. Why can't you speak properly, you idiot? Cora <laughs> Lokatoka, Lokatoka can. <laughs> but they went really far to make Luke work. So I'm not, from a technical standpoint, I'm not that concerned that they could make a Han, a, a Han Solo, a young Han, younger Han Solo work. The, it would Water. be like the why. I think me. it would be e- so much easier for them to do the the younger Harrison Ford because Lucasfilm owns a ton of images of Harrison Ford and they could find the right. Whereas Luke, it was it's different, right? There was only probably two movies where you could use the face that they wanted to use. Something like that. They, yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about any of that. The, for me, it's more of a, of a why thing because after, yeah. after return of the Jedi, Han goes legit. He's out of the underworld. He's not a smuggler anymore. And it, like, it would just seem unless you make a really good reason for it. And maybe Kira is part of that reason, but <laughs> I don't know what reason you have to bring Boba Fett and Han Solo together at this point. They obviously have a relationship together. That's one point, but I really feel feel like that's uh, exaggerating a bit. Like it's just really throwing him in there for the sake of throwing him in there, you know. But he's like the natural maybe, fit, right? And I feel like for, for us, Cat Bane's like, a fit fit too. Still, yeah. But like Omega. Again, those those are fan things, right? Like we all go, "Ooh, cool!" But like when Luke showed up, the world stood still. For sure, and that that that's the kind of like I'm looking for that. Level that was of... one of the asks that you like. I I wouldn't like Dave Donovan said like, "Oh, it's got to be Luke." I thought about it like over and over again. It can only be Luke, and I was like, "Yeah, he's got a point." But at the same time, they'll never do it. Like I'm, I was just convinced they will never do it. Yeah, I was like, "Nah, what what business does Luke have here?" And well, they made it work. And so who's to say, like, I'm sure if they wanted Han Solo to show up, they could make it work. I, I'm not seeing the reason for it just yet. And, but, you know, even though he's gone in a different direction, he's gone legit and he's working with like, like ship racing at this point. He's like, no, no, no. Han. Somebody like Robert Rodriguez. Relax, Han. Like Rodriguez, Favreau, those guys, they don't give a shit about what's happening in the comics. They want... Boba Fett and Han Solo in a scene, damn it. And if they want to make it happen, they probably will ignore the comics and do it. It's like, Han, Han, relax, relax. I sniffed a gecko. I'm good now. And maybe that would be the scene. Like, maybe it's Boba Fett saying, Han, it, it it's all bygones now. Don't- Nothing but love, Han. Bring it in. All right, let's wrap it up, guys. Yeah. That's it for this week. <laughs> let's see what happens in episode three. Um, I'm, I'm, they got me now. Like It was a slow start with episode one. Two was 
utterly superb. I loved it to death. And I can't wait now for, for episode three. I'm in. I'm totally hundred percent man with bells on now, but, but if, they're so uh, tropey too. Like even this episode again was like, wrapping just it like up, the Mandalorian said, wrapping oh, it come up. on <laughs> with bells on. I love it. <laughs> the tropiness of it, but it doesn't get old. He's never. Why is he still talking? Shut up. You, he's the one that's like, come on, let's do it. I want to get started. I'm tired. And then we can't shut him up. What? No, anyway, now it's your time. Uh, it's your time. Good Lord. It's my time down here. Oh my time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you want to catch up with us, uh, again, the Tumblr Saber Facebook group, which, of course, the door is always open. Come hang out with us and come have a good time. Make yourself at home. Uh, our Twitter handles, you can find those all in the show notes. We don't talk about it anymore because uh, Twitter, having a hard time with that place. It's, <laughs> it's rough over there. But uh, you can find our, our Twitter handles in the show notes. And if you want to send us some, an email, which we will read on the show, tumblingsaber at gmail.com is the place to do that. And if, of course, if you want if you want to help us grow this podcast, retweet the links, uh, share it on your Facebook page, spread the word to your friends, and uh, leave us a review at some point down the road. And we would love that. That would help us out a whole ton. Otherwise, uh, Carlos, Corey, man, thank you, boys. Good getting back thank to, you. with you guys in early 2022 here. Yeah, it's nice to be back. Absolutely. Yep. All right, everybody. Thank you for spending a couple hours with us. Hope you had a good time. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. And until next week, stay safe and may the force be with you. Sitting here for hours, looking at that child. Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see.